0: Good morning. Um, It's morning here. It's the 2nd of June 2022, Thursday, um, a day that will probably be remembered more for the beginning of the four day celebration of the Queen's Jubilee. The day after the verdict was announced of the Depp Heard trial, and it's one of a number of days here where energy tariffs have risen by 30-40% variously across the energy providers um, more increases on top of increases that have occurred earlier on this year and um, I was drawn to talk about that notionally at the beginning of this podcast because um, it's just a little bit like smoke and mirrors and it's called superficial appeasement Um, you might have heard the phrase bread and circuses Um, mentioned and bandied around in the middle of the pandemic but essentially we've got a serious cost of living crisis here across the island of Ireland, across Western Europe, across the world and Johnny Depp was getting 18 billion hashtags on TikTok in support of his position in the trial and that's a lot of people hashtagging and commenting and sharing content about a guy that we only really know through his performances as an actor and mainly through uh, a comedic character in Paris of the Caribbean, although some of his other roles... Um, he has acted in other movies, um, but he's really a creation of Disney and Tim Burton. <laughs> That's quite harsh. But the persona we see is is exactly that. We don't really know what he's he's like um, Amber Heard is what she is but I guess the two of them really could do a sitting down and speaking to some kind of counsellor about their mental well-being because um, the last few few weeks have been a massive distraction for everybody else but probably shown a spotlight on the vulnerabilities and the weaknesses of two characters that probably were never destined to spend much more than a weekend together. Um, Queen's Jubilee is costing um, households in the UK 28,000 I read. Uh, twenty thousand pounds for a four day blowout which is, is extravagant uh, in any economic climate and this is not about being pro or anti-monarchy or anything like that this is just basically looking at the economy as it sits right now and where we all sit in the beginning of summer where it's a little bit warmer outside and yeah you know so what, it's warm and let's get a get a few pints in and celebrate, whatever. But £28,000 per ho- household could have been £1,000 per household, it could have been £5,000 per household. Um, but the budget that was agreed in 2021 has been seemingly adhered to, and they've pressed on with this when cuts have been made everywhere else. And um, if, I, if this is me sort of claiming a political position on this, it, it's not meant to be, and I don't really feel it's a, a political position that's like a common sense and a humanitarian position most of the people that will be wrapping their bunting around lampposts and celebrating here in the north will be the ones probably that are most um at at risk of uh fuel poverty later on the year so uh, it doesn't make sense to me so superficial appeasement is, is is a different way of describing smoke and mirrors so that's what it seems to be um So that rants over. Welcome to the Shift Control Podcast. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Um, This one was uh, really, I wanted to talk about uh, kind of the convergence or the lack of convergence of technology and sales. Um, There are a lot of arrows pointing towards AI and the future of sales being automated and heavily driven by technology, and I I get that. Um, I also see so many different business sectors that are so, so far away from ever getting to that point where technology is an asset to their business, never mind replacing the human face of the business. And when we worked in... um, Newspapers and publishing over in England, we had two, we had three newspapers as part of the group, and there was a conversation way back then that we thought what will happen if technology replaces, and at that time we thought technology will never replace people, like we will always, there will always be a human face of the business, but that has changed completely, and where there were two sales teams, there are now one sales team, a fraction of the size managing a fraction of the revenue because the focus is very evidently moved online. So to try and predict technology's role in sales is would be very risky. Um, I've worked with some businesses currently that have not every single bit of technology, but have embraced so much technology and trying to further their business development efforts that they have lost sight completely of some of the really basics some of the fundamentals of selling that um, have made them successful up to this point. And there is this potential to over rely on technology that's not really ever going to deliver what it promises. Some of the aggregating systems that bring together your email, that bring together um, your social media management, your content delivery, you know this kind of single pane visibility where you press one button and it takes care of everything. Uh, I've seen that fail. I've seen businesses invest a lot of money in that uh, to try and enhance an already effective process in their business, only to be hugely disappointed six months into the process. I have seen automated um, chatbots that promise and deliver so much and talk about user experience and you know, always on and so on and so forth that um, really don't live up to their, either their potential or their promise, I'm not sure which. And so I've always believed that regardless of the technology that you use, um, speaking primarily from business to business here, that if you consider uh, social media, you consider pay-per-click, you consider emails, you talk about... Um, All aspects of digital, you talk about anything online, you talk about old school TV, radio, trade press, events. The challenge is to bring the conversation offline as quickly as possible and bring it into a one-to-one environment. That's from my personal experience. Um, In business to business, some of the clients that I'm working with admittedly, wouldn't be selling sophisticated products. Their processes will be very, very simple. Um, some of the other ones are highly sophisticated, detailed, and um, require a lot of education, not only in the sales process, but beyond the sales stage into delivery and so on. And they use a lot of technology, but their hard work and the heavy lifting is done when a salesperson speaks to a buyer and you're into the sales basics and the really real the real fundamentals of relationships, um, consult consulting, um, giving advice, you know. And you're you're really into uh, back into the human engagement aspect of selling. That's not to say that technology will change dramatically the face of selling in the next 5, 10, 15 years. I really don't know what is lying so far ahead. I just know now in certain sectors and in, in the construction sector in the manufacturing and engineering sector in white collar uh, consulting businesses, just like my own, um, and there are others, there are so many others. Technology is a, is a component of the process. It's not the main platform and it can be as as much of a hindrance as it can be as an assistant and so part of what I wanted to do really is to suggest that the best way to move forward is to reflect and take a look back and go back to the very basic principles of selling uh, go back to the very basic principles that um, have taken your business to where it is now if you're um, a mature business if you're in a startup then perhaps. you you could be overwhelmed by all of this potential uh, technology that can add value to to your business and everything could be going through your apps and through online engagement. And um, I'm not knocking this at all, by the way. Uh, But bottom line is if you're selling something that's got a high value, um, and I don't mean monetary value, I'm talking about high value to the person that's buying, then you really want to get them face-to-face as quickly as possible in the process. So what we do in shift control is we we are we focus on the the, the, the sales skills, the, not the very basic sales skills, but the fundamentals of selling, which are, are the the sales skills which are into the more um, emotional and mental a uh, a more emotional and a mental approach to, to work. Um, more recently, I've noticed. Um, business owners other consultants and um, and certainly some of the books that I've been reading they talk about um, energy management which is a really really kind of interesting phrase um, but if you apply that to how your sales team's working and how people are coming into work in the morning and it's the old approach from university where you're cramming with Pro Plus back in my day or you're drinking Red Bull or it's Adderall or whatever the Yanks are using you know there's all this stuff that keeps you working 26 hours a day and so they come to work with two or three cans of Red Bull or um, four or five cups of coffee in the afternoon they're they're completely um, useless to themselves so technology is great and the idea that you can um, find something that will add value to the process chain and the delivery and I think that's really important that you, you're continually pushing forward but none of that matters if the basics aren't there. Um, so yeah, that was, the, that was the main point of the, this podcast has kind of gone on a little bit about the beginning of it, but I hope it makes sense that um, you can't really build a house if you're, if you haven't picked a location um, and the foundation's not right and you haven't got a good plan and a good um, idea of moving forward and who's going to do what for you and so on and so forth. Um, clear objective, a clear strategy and then the tactics to deliver on that. I wanted to mention um, a couple of books. I, I normally would reference a few books that I've read or have been re- uh, referred to me. I bought The Art of War by Stephen Pressfield about two years ago and I didn't read it until about two weeks ago where I read In the Warner. I picked it up on a Saturday afternoon and had it finished by Sunday afternoon. Um, that's the fellow there. It's a really easy to read book. Um, you know, all, all books are kind of easy to read if if you're really engaged and immersed, and you're able to immerse yourself in the content. This is really easy to read because the style of reading, the chapters are very punchy, very straight to the point. Um, and, you know, someone's going to say to you that it's t- telling you the stuff that you already know. I don't think it necessarily just does that. It kind of makes you think about things. The core of this is resistance. What What's um, what's stopping you? And for all of the reasons that you haven't been doing what you've been doing in sales or in your business, it's, it's really focused on, on, on resistance. Um, it's a brilliant book. It's like really, really... Uh, challenges of thinking around procrastination and um, the roadblocks that you might put in your way or that have been put in your way. And it's, it's about creativity as much as it's about uh, finding a way to improve your performance incrementally, um, break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles if you've tried to write stuff and you just have never really kicked off. Um, he talks a little bit about um, honouring the work that you do which might sound a little bit out there for some people, but if you're going to put everything you have into something, then perhaps you maybe need to reframe the way you look at that and how um, you give everything you have to what you're about to do. Second book of his is called Turning Pro. Um, tap your inner power and create your life's work, which is not really necessarily about... Um, making money out of your writing or making money out of whatever you do. It's about treating everything you do as if it was your job and you apply um, yourself in a supremely professional way. So, for example, if you're writing and you're working in a home office but that office was at work, you should be looking to have an environment around you that's completely clear of clutter, that's clean, that's ready, that's fresh, that looks like a healthy environment to work and so on and so forth. Um, I haven't read most of it yet. I've just kind of... uh, flick through the the book but again you can see that the chapters are like statements you know they're kind of like a couple of paragraphs that cover a point and he covers the point really really well so i would recommend that guy's called Stephen pressfield um and they're they're really easy to read as in quickly thought-provoking educational relevant if you're in the space of sales, sales management or you want to try and improve the work that you're doing you should give it a read so thanks very much for tuning in Um, I'm not going to apologise for the rant at the beginning I think it's it's like uh, 18 billion hashtags about hunger or 18 billion hashtags about fuel poverty or 18 billion hashtags about you know, look after the homeless, all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, thanks for tuning in, and I'll, um, I'll see you again.